dear listener. Thank you for downloading and listening to the Spooky Doings podcast. My name's Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York, but there's no improv to be done in New York. We like to give a very special thanks to our youth correspondent and our own personal Max Headroom, Chelsea Bennington, for making this happen as we are sequestered and <laughs> not in the same room. Hello, no. Chelsea. Not in the same room, but in the same heart. Of course. I miss guess. you so much. I was, that made more sense in my head than it did right when I said it out loud. But you understand this. I think the listeners will get it. Yeah. Um, if they don't get what I'm saying now or yet, they're never going to get it. This is but, true. But I miss you too. I <laughs> miss human contact. So oh, yes. It's, it's mid-April when we're, when we're recording this, or about to be late April, so we've been in quarantine for over Four a month. Four years. Four <laughs> years. It's, been, it's, it's actually April 2024, in case anyone was wondering. Um, yeah, so it's been over a month of this, and it's going to be another month or so, uh, but we have been finding ways to deal. <laughs> Yeah, usually we, we, we talk about the horror, and uh, we're going to put that on pause and just check in like humans do, because shit's scary enough. Talk about the is. real horror. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so how are you doing, Rick? What is keeping you going? <laughs> well, 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 beautiful lady was kind enough to uh, drop off a package of some stuff we haven't seen each other in the flesh in like a month just been texting phone calls video calls that you're part of with the gang doing a movie discussion group but you know but we don't well as we're together with my tape measure between us uh marking out six feet exactly <laughs> um we both have masks on so i can't see her lovely smile uh but it it, it was wonderful and it definitely brightened the day and what have I been doing? Uh, over a month ago, I was sick and uh, had high fever. Took a bunch of Tylenol and slept it off. Yeah, right um, at the height of this. Yeah. Like right before a lot of stay in place, like orders or way before shelter that. in place. Yeah. And then a week later, my mother got sick. Uh, she asked me to take her to get tested, which I did. And then she started feeling better uh, before she got her results that she was positive for COVID-19. And that's a scary situation to be in. But, you know, I, I, I was around. I helped her as much as I could, got her whatever she needed. And more importantly than that, while she's physically, she was gradually feeling better. Because once the fever's gone, that's okay. But the aches stay with you for a long fucking time. And that really affected her mental health. And her generation never dealt with that uh, in any way that was meaningful. So I tried to play armchair psychologist and, you know, it, it, it's one thing to be sick. It's one thing to be scared, uh, to be both at the same time as fucked. So uh, if anybody's listening, you know, and you're feeling fucked up and we're all collectively traumatized, you know, reach out to somebody. And if you don't have somebody, reach out to us. I'll talk to anybody. I'm, that's Now that I'm physically well, I'm just watching movies and texting people and, and uh, you were kind enough to say, yeah, we could do this online. <laughs> and so that'll allow you and I to remain a little bit creative since we're not doing improv shows. Um, 
because you know when your, your mom pointed out to me we're coming up on a year of doing this podcast yes and she said we have to do something phenomenal and i thought how the fuck are we going to do that we're going know down. the phenomenal factor may have to wait <laughs> so I, I then we she and i started talking about uh uh, Burt Reynolds movies and, and and Jen suggested that's an episode in and of itself so maybe we'll have your mom on the podcast uh, to which uh, Miss Sarah responded Chelsea would die <laughs> I would die but it would maybe be worth it, it might I would be. like to see it I'd like let, to hear it I wonder let, if I can get her to handle the tech part of it let's see how this works and then and how long we're locked down for and maybe we can we can work that out because I've got some ideas kicking around because I always wanted to be in the room with people uh, to have the conversation and be friendly and just to to meet certain folks that I admire. Uh, but we don't got that option. But I feel yeah. like I've been talking a lot. How how have you been? Uh, I um, well, first of all, you know, right hand lady. Yes, I I'm left handed though. So. Uh, that, it, according to the nuns that taught me in school, that would mean you're wicked, and that's why I love you. That's true. That is true. I can't. I can't deny that. Um, they were right about something. Uh, so. <laughs> Not much, but okay. So, um, so I've been doing good. I mean, first of all, I want to say, you know, I'm so happy that your mother's okay. I was very, very worried about her when this yes. was happening, and she's absolutely wonderful. So I'm happy she's okay. I'm happy you're feeling better. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I I've been good. I am definitely in the more fortunate bucket where I am able to do my job from home, and I've been working from home since mid March. Um, I, you know, working from home is not something that I love to do. Like, you know, I love doing it every once in a while when I really need to focus on something and not needing, you know, the hustle and bustle of getting to the office and being in the office, but. I have learned that I'm, the older I get, I am much more of an extrovert than I am an introvert. And I do love my alone time. I do love having days or even weekends. I mean, Rick, you know this, where I've yes. checked out for whole weekends where I've been like, all I want to do is lay down with my cat and watch TV all weekend or read you, you or something. You need to do that once in a while. I mean, being exactly. social, going out with friends, doing whatever is great, but sometimes you need a fuck away off from everything we can Abs absolutely especially when you live in the city it can be significantly more exhausting so it being a mandatory work from home has definitely taken a toll on you know trying to keep my own morale up and my productivity up and i think i've been doing a good job for the most part especially as this continues i just i keep taking it day by day thinking well, there's nothing I can do about it. I can still do my job. Um, I can get things done around the apartment. I can focus on, you know, other things that I, you know, can get done because I'm forced to be at home. And uh, so I've been able to like fix my room up, get new furniture. Um, and another thing that I've been doing that goes in with, you know, the horror uh, topic is uh, I've been playing my one of my best friends, I've been playing his PlayStation 4 for as long as he's had it, since whatever year the PlayStation 4 came out. And I've Shortly decided, before this quarantine started. No, it, it was like it, 2012 when it No, came. I mean, it feels oh. like this quarantine has been Oh, yes. Long. I know, exactly. So way back then. Mm -hmm. um, 
but you know, so electricity I, was just discovered. It was just discovered, and the PS4 and was the first electronic device. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's how, that <laughs> that's how that happened. The TV wasn't even invented yet, so everybody was like, "What am I even going to do with this? <laughs> with this console? You're going to wait." <laughs> and uh, but I played it all the time, um, and would watch him play. And there was like, you know, a horror game that he had that he introduced me to a few years ago that I fell in love with, and I for some reason was just randomly thinking about it like near the beginning of this quarantine and I thought you know there's no telling how long this is going to last I miss being able to play you know video games and if I got a PS4 I'd be able to play like with him online I have other friends that have PS4s I can play with them online it's not going to be too much of a learning curve because I pretty much know how to work it so I ordered one and set it up and I've played uh my my favorite horror game and favorite game in general of all time. I've played Until Dawn several times. Last night I won the awesome Everyone Dies trophy, which meant nobody <laughs> made it alive until yeah. dawn. Well, I had already gotten the Everyone Lives trophy, and I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna go chaotic and just make all the bad decisions. Full and fucking man. It was fun, especially for characters I didn't like. I was like, I don't have to keep you alive now. Um, now, are you playing online against other people, or is it just contained? So, Until Dawn is by yourself. Okay. It's not a multiplayer game. I did buy, there's another uh, horror game by the same developers called Man of Madan, or Madan. I don't remember how to say it. And Macadamia That one's, that one's <laughs> Man of Macadamia Nut. And, yes. um that one I saw you can have the option. It's the same style where it's, you know, the choices you make uh, in the narrative affect what happens later. It can affect if someone dies or has a chance to live. And uh, I bought that one because it was on sale. And that one I saw in the trailer, you, you can play that online with others. And then I also bought Friday the 13th, which uh, bought it for like $5 because PlayStation's having a spring sale right now. And that one, I did not know that you pretty much have to play online with others. Neither did I when I got yeah. it. Yeah. I so thought a, I could just select yeah. Jason and go on a rampage. And I'm like, you mean I got to play with other people? And it's like randomly chosen if you're yes. Jason or a camper or and, a counselor. And before an update, like I never play with, you know, headphones on. I don't want to like team up with people or converse with mm -hmm. them but I'd have to like selectively mute people that have microphones because there would be children saying very outlandish and frankly racist things. Oh, of course, of course. And so I'm glad I bought it for $5 because part of me is like, well, it may be a little bit till I get into this one. I did see that there were quick like offline challenges you could do. Like mm -hmm. there's a there's a Jason challenge where you have to kill these two people trying to fix their car like within like three minutes. And that's when I think I texted you saying, I cannot sneak up on people. I just don't understand how I'm expected to be able to sneak up on people when I'm a six foot four, burly, deformed man. I, I don't know about the PlayStation. I play the Xbox one. But yeah, the Xbox didn't really give you much in the way of instructions. So I just did trial by error and was yeah. awful. And, but I just, I love the attention to detail in that game. It's pretty. I do love it. Did you do the virtual cabin tour? That was pretty cool. I didn't, but again, having rewatched, because I had the free time, um, mm -hmm. the first eight films, and then I skip uh, Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, 
and uh, I get to uh, Freddy vs. Jason in the 2009 version. But if you look at like the first, I'd say six movies, like mm -hmm. the settings are so painfully accurate to the movies with little differences here and there. Yeah. The characters are so detailed. The different Jasons all have the pros and cons. I'm like, these people really brought the the the, the sets to life and 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 the music and everything. And then once you figure out the gameplay, little tricks. And it, it, it sucks when you're playing with somebody online and they're really just being a dick. Like, you know, you're trying to escape, you see a car come by, like, oh, this person will let me in and we'll get to safety, and they deliberately run you over. Oh, yeah. That's some bullshit. But, uh, like, it took me a while to realize Jason can teleport and using the vision uh, option, like an infrared thing, like, see who's out and about or where someone is, what house someone's in, uh, that helps. Stealth I don't use as much, but... Uh, Whatever. Yeah, I that's what I I watched some you're right about the trial by error because there are no like tutorial instructions mm -hmm. whatsoever in the game. And uh I was watching some videos of people playing and it was it was really funny. I sent you one of them and I recommend watching it if you haven't, but it's like it's called Old People Playing Friday the 13th and they're like OG Friday the 13th fans. Like they recognize the settings and everything, so that was pretty cool. I did like the one old woman that's like I want to kill him and her husband's there like you can't kill him. I know. You <laughs> or that or, or that <laughs> one guy that was like I need I need a I need a weapon. I'm just a walking victim, and I'm like, I love it. I love that old. Yeah, as as you play more, like you increase levels, and you can like. Oh yeah, you win like certain things, right? I was yeah. playing with it, and I saw you, I had a bunch of things that weren't unlocked. You can adjust your Jason for specific kills. Ooh. You can uh, adjust your counselors to like get two sprays out of the medical the healing uh, spray spray it, it's an aerosol it'll cure you if you jump out of a building and yeah. land on your face <laughs> then just spray some healing just, spray. Just, just, it's, 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 it's like a it's like a little little mccurricomb kind of thing it's like when you're at the mall and they spray you with cologne <laughs> what, as you walk by no, no what, what was the thing when i was a kid back team you spray some back team <laughs> that'll that'll help it help you out if you got hit with a fucking axe it did make it did make me think of like I don't know if you ever use this stuff, but my mom used it all the time on us when we were kids, and I mean I got hurt a lot as a kid. But there was that band aid that was like liquid band aid that you would put on like a cut or a scratch or something, and no, it would like heal that. it. Oh God, it smelled awful. It looked like there was like brown goop on you. It was weird, but that's what the spray made me think of because I was like, is it a healing type of thing like the liquid band-aid is but anyway all that aside i it has so the quarantine has made me dive into video games again which is which is fun and it's a good way to still be connected with my best friends because you know the both of them play and even last night i was watching one i was watching one of them play i know nothing about this series but he bought the new final fantasy mm -hmm. and i was watching him like stream play that and it's just a nice way to still stay connected. So that was a good investment. I was that's, happy about that. I think that's really important to do right now. I've actually reconnected with some people that I haven't heard from in a significant amount of time. It's like, 
and 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 I'm I'm not working right now. Uh, you know, productions on TV and movies—they're not happening. But I was on unemployment before that, so when the union hall said, "If you're on unemployment already, you don't have to do anything different than what you're already doing." Yeah. Right now, just don't call because that's going to make it worse for the many, many, many people that need to get on it suddenly. So. It was a, I was a little bit bent out of shape because I'd kind of sort of quasi been staying at home anyway in the sense of not working. I was Yeah, like work. on weekdays you were home yeah, pretty much. For, work was pretty much going to kick in around the time we got told, no, nothing's happening. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, time has passed. I've gotten over that. Uh, the people I'm closest to uh, are, are all right. And I'm staying away from them to make sure that they're all right. <laughs> we were actually were supposed to do a physical game night right before I got sick. Yeah. Which would have been awful if I hadn't actually had symptoms and we got together with everyone. And then day, like a day or two later, I went down like a one-legged parrot. That would have sucked. Yeah. But, who, all, who knows? It's crazy. Our, our friend Chris, who was hosting, like he, he called it before that. And mm -hmm. a beautiful lady was actually on the way to my place when I texted her. I'm like, or she was about to come to my place. And I'm like, I have a fever. Don't come. Yeah. So, no, I'm going to bed. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, in recovering, like, you know, you've had, but you know, you're busy working. I'll text like in the afternoon, like, how's by you? You'll get to me. <laughs> Just like <laughs> others. It's like, but, you, you know, I'll get to you. Yeah, I, I, I know folks are working from home or maybe they're busy or maybe they're, sleeping uh, or trying to maintain a normal schedule. Maybe they're like me and they don't have any place to be. So the stress is keeping them up at night. But I'll also realize if I feel sleepy at two in the afternoon, there's nothing that says I can't take a nap. Yeah, I know. I've definitely been more prone to naps <laughs> since this has started. I've been mm -hmm. proud of myself for keeping a quite a regular schedule. I think there was one day, um, what day was it? I can't remember. Uh, it might have been the day that we were going to have the actual game night and we didn't. But I ended up, and I never do this, I ended up sleeping just straight on until noon. That never happens. And obviously I needed the sleep. And it was probably from all the stress of like, because this is as we were, we were all waiting for the news that, you know, quarantine would start or that working from home would start. And so I've been, I've been keeping a regular schedule, of course, still working forces me to keep that schedule, but I've been enjoying my mornings more because I'm not commuting. So I'll get up early and put on something relaxing like Brett Michaels, Rock of Love and, you know, <laughs> drink my coffee. I, that's another thing I've been doing during, during this quarantine. I've been watching a lot of like OG VH1 reality shows before that serial killer. Well, he wasn't a serial killer, but before that man who murdered his wife that was on one of the reality shows and then they canceled all of them. Did you never hear about that, Rick? Okay, there's a lot to unpack here. I know, I did. That was um, a whole run-on sentence I said. We are in strange times. Yes. And I do not think it's appropriate for me to judge what anyone does to get themselves through this, provided they're not hurting themselves or anyone else. You could say I'm emotionally hurting myself. 
<laughs> there, therein lies my next question, which how is Rock of Love relaxing? Well, I was mostly joking about putting it on in the morning. That's not the thing I watch first thing in the morning, but I have been watching it. I don't know. It's just, it's nostalgic for me because I, I was in high school when it was on and it was, it was definitely during the time where it was like the height of trashy reality shows on VH1. You had yes. Rock of Love and Flavor of Love and uh, I Love Money and Megan Wants a Millionaire and all this stuff. And uh, so for me, it's also just like, it's interesting to look at it from a different perspective because it was basically 15 years ago when these shows were on. I'm looking at it from the perspective of uh, our age difference where your nostalgia for Brett and Michaels is as a reality show uh, like yeah it's not for his boys and days whereas my generation's nostalgia for for Brett Michaels which I do not possess by the way I was about I, to ask do you feel nostalgic no, about Brett Michaels but I I, I, I remember uh, some gals that were fans when they were uh, actively making uh, popular music, who now are my age, they're most likely wives and mothers, but would probably still throw their panties on the stage For poison? Uh, if, if they felt nostalgic, uh, which again, I, I don't get it, uh, to perhaps reveal a little bit too much of my teenage years, it's like listening to that hair metal era music with, you know, which I do not count Guns N' Roses to be a part of because they were some reality. Um, once I made out with a young lady, I didn't need Poison or Motley Crue or Whitesnake to tell me what it was like. Suddenly Al Green and Isaac Hayes and Prince <laughs> made more sense than, That's you know, funny. car as metaphor lyrics like, wow, all right, tonight. <laughs> and then Pyro would go off. Yeah, and there and people are still going to their concerts. So 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 to watch it again, and uh, I, I've I've heard that on the whatever streaming uh, thing it is is that it's uncensored. So like, what what's the appeal of that? Are are we seeing like stripper butthole or what's going on? Uh, not specifically that body part, but others <laughs> are shown, and you know, of course, a lot of the cursing is. Uh, you know, not bleeped out now. now, now um, no, normally, I would be a fan of, of cussing and titties, but not in this uh, no. venue now. <laughs> no, it's just, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to watch. A lot of the girls are around my age now, which is crazy because Brett was 43, 44, something like that when it filmed. <laughs> And uh, which means he's, I guess, let, in his let me just now. state for the record I do love you very much, but if someone my age is trying to like wade through numerous people your age for romance and other uh, shenanigans or something very very well rick i'm not watching it wanting to be one of them no, <laughs> that was no, never the that. case <laughs> i'm just talking about the numeric difference of time which no yeah. longer has any meaning you're watching it for the car crash spectacle that it is I, now now exactly. with extra silicone Exactly. I'm watching it to see how crazy the girls are. The third season is on a tour bus and it's mm -hmm. really just partying. Like one girl just is laying on a, 
on a speed bump <laughs> crying for half an hour. For a has-been rock singer. <laughs> for a has-been rock singer. And it's interesting. It's very interesting to watch. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it doesn't take long to watch because it's not that many episodes. And I'm just like, wow, they're just as stupid, you know, to me now as they were back then. But even, you know, worse because I never felt like Brett Michaels was attractive. So even when watching it when I was younger, I was like, who's the real winner though? Mm-hmm. Is the girl the winner if she gets through this? And um, so I would never watch it thinking, you know, oh God, I'm so jealous of them. Oh, what a cool opportunity. No. You, you, you know who the real winner of the uh, looking for love of Sunset Strip 80s musicians is? Susan yeah. Holmes. She married Duff McKagan. She's a successful model, successful uh, author. And back in the day, he was a bloated alcohol, cocaine stuffed mess. Now he's all ripped and trained in judo and uh, studied finance. So, you know, they, they're, they're a good match. They're doing okay. And, That's and, right. and she's keeping him in line if he gets close to them relapses. Good. And she's good fine for too. Good for her, yeah, because it's definitely Brett Michaels is not the not the ideal man. <laughs> so, but I mean, even the women on there, you know, a lot of them, it's like, oh God, they're both a mess. Just let them be together. So, tell me about this other murder thing that I don't know about. Ah, um, until dawn. So, until dawn is, you know, it's unfortunately a PlayStation exclusive. So, no, I meant the to... the other show that you were watching. Where someone killed someone you just you mentioned oh yes so this was at the height of the era with vh1 again with like i think rock of love just finished they had daisy of love which daisy was a contestant on rock of love but she became so popular they gave her her own show and now she's just having dicks thrown at her i have no idea where daisy is today <laughs> and no, I I actually, on, on this show um you know not from what I remember, um, from what I remember, I don't think most of the guys even wanted to be with her. It was very weird. <laughs> they were definitely just there for fame and uh, for their 15 minutes of fame. It was very interesting. Anyway, um, and then Megan, who was also a contestant on Rock of Love, uh, she was also on Charm School, another VH1 reality show. She was a reality you know, TV personality that people liked, so they gave her her own show called Megan Wants a Millionaire. And basically it was a dating show where I think it was like 12 or so, you know, allegedly millionaires came to, you know, woo her. Cause she oh. all, all she said all her life is that she wanted to be a trophy wife. So she wanted to find the man who would make her a trophy wife. And so she did the show, the show, premiered it was on air for three episodes and then it was immediately pulled because one of the contestants was arrested months after the show mm-hmm. um for murdering the woman he ended up marrying after the show because he didn't win the show or end up with megan um he murdered her mutilated her body to make her you know uh, to make it harder for them to identify her and uh stuffed her in a suitcase and i think just like left her in a dumpster um 
and then it became like a three or four day manhunt and they found him in a hotel room he had hung himself like after he was basically caught and uh what's interesting is if i remember correctly the way they were able to quickly identify her is she did have breast implants and breast implants have numbers and are registered that is true it's a true fact I know. It's hard not to laugh at it. It's really sad, but it's hard, you know. They identified her by the, like, the VIN number on her boobie. They, that's one thing you can do. Oh. So, um, but that's, but it's also sad because that tells you how mutilated she was. That they had to use that to identify her. And so educated, right? Yeah. And, uh. So he was caught, he killed himself, and they pulled the show and canceled it. They weren't going to air the remaining episodes. Uh, allegedly, he was one of the finalists on the show, which makes it even worse. Um, and BH1, I think, sued, or somebody sued the company that's supposed to do background checks on uh the contestants because they think they would have found something with domestic abuse or drugs or something shady already in his past and it mm. should have been found and uh maybe it was her family that sued and I anyway so. that was around the time that you could just tell i was talking to your beautiful lady about it a few days ago that it was just truly the end of an era like all of those really trashy reality shows that had become so as stupid as they are, they were becoming rather significant in pop culture. They were made fun of on Saturday Night Live. These people were making millions of dollars. And uh, so, yeah, that was just kind of the sad end of, you know, all of those just really quick money reality shows and dating shows on VH1. Or, the you know, early what? aughts were a strange time. And uh, strangely enough, so. um, I did watch this movie called Live! Exclamation point. Uh, starring Ava Mendes. Uh, I believe we saw it at the Tribeca Film Festival years back uh, when, when, when reality TV like this was becoming prominent and considered sleazy. And Ava Mendes plays a TV executive who, in trying to find like the next hot headline grabbing thing, pitches and wills into uh, existence a reality show in which contestants actually play Russian roulette on live TV. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. and, and it's funny watching it now to see people uh, like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, you know, and, uh, oh shit, I'm forgetting her name. Oh, Vamp, while I look it up, that chick that plays the Black Canary on Arrow, and uh, the guy that plays Delmond on Treme, and, uh, the Latin dude from Hostel, like, oh, this is what they were in way back when. And uh, I had completely forgotten it. Uh, yeah, Rob Brown is in it, Katie Cassidy. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking look, at it as Jay well. Hernandez. Uh, yeah, but M Missy Pyle, uh, Andre Brower is in it. But yeah, looking back, uh, mostly like, you know, there, there's Jeffrey Dean Morgan just chewing scenery with such a great performance and you see all of the bullshit that comes with tv production but also like the social commentary i think everybody 
that was older in those days um, was kind of thinking like, yeah, eventually this is just going to keep going until somebody gets killed. Uh, but luckily, well, I thought it didn't happen. Um, and then you just told me that it did kind of sort of not actually. Almost. It did in a way, like to the fact that it, it was like a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's a good thing that it was stopped and it's just, and I'm glad that they did not air the episodes or anything like that. Cause that would have been just beyond, beyond messed up. But um, yeah, it's, it's just such a different time. So going back and watching it right now when time means nothing is, is very interesting, <laughs> but I make well, sure to read too. I don't want my brain to completely melt. Yeah. I tried reading and my, my, my brain couldn't focus on a fucking thing so I just surrendered to movies and certain things like uh, George Romero's zombie films especially the early ones mm-hmm. like oh these are hitting really really fucking close to home right now oh yeah particularly like I don't know if you remember uh, the the eye patch commentator on the news broadcast in Dawn of the Dead uh, when they're watching in the mall and he just shouts out dummies dummies <laughs> and then of uh, like a few seconds later, there's just a close-up on him with his head down, and he's muttering, we must be logical. We must be logical. And I'm like, that's very real to me. And you know what? We'll cleanse that palate and get me back into the movie instead of the rat bastard situation the planet's in? A pie fight. A pie fight with zombies. Sounds delicious. But but it, it gets a little little tough. Uh, you know, we're we're not doing improv. The people we do improv with are having their own experiences, uh, dealing with everything that we're all dealing with: depression, feelings of isolation. Uh, unfortunately, uh, one of our cast members got sick, and uh, his father died as a result of this virus. And that'll when the news of that got out, it's like, okay, now it's it, it's touching you on the periphery. So even if you're in one of those situations where you're lucky, and like, I don't know anyone that's been, that's really had a bad time, and then you find out, oh, shit, it's there. It, the, the shit is real. The ante is upped. And all, all we got to do is stay the fuck home. Yeah. Uh, and it's I, I worry about you and some other friends because it's tough because you live in a section of Queens that's really fucking crowded. So when you gotta go out for your essential shit, uh, people are all over each other and maybe can't maintain a six feet of distance between each other. And also it being Queens, even at three in the morning, back in the day, there'd still be people all over. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. I mean, that's why, you know, it's just so important, like you have been doing, just to check in with each mm-hmm. other. Um, yeah, it is, going out is really weird. Like when this first started, I was, I would go out for a run, but I haven't been doing that really at all. Um, just because even when it's not significantly crowded outside, it's still, you know, there's a lot of, there's no really long path to take, like a route at a park or anything near here for me to run. I was thinking about um, 
your beautiful lady suggested a cemetery <laughs> since I live near several. It's not far. So, well, it, it's kind of a, a, a hike to the yeah. cemetery. Depends on, I need to, you know, map out like how long it would take like to walk over there and just do like a quick run because I mm -hmm. wouldn't mind doing that. But I'm not able to do that. And then like when going out for essentials or when going out like, doing my weekly grocery trip and stuff, it's everybody's doing what they can with um, staying six feet apart from each other, especially in line. But when you're going through the aisles and everything, that doesn't, you know, affect too much. They're coming to get you, Chelsea. <laughs> They're coming. But yeah, I, I, I try you know, to help. he I died try. soon after saying that. So <laughs> I, I try to do it. And if you need something, if you can't get it, hit me up. I got a car. I'll drive it to you. Uh, Thank you. Gladly. I what will, I got going I will on? let you know. Because, yeah, it's, you know, it's definitely one of those times where I'm like, oh, life would be a little bit easier if I had a car. But it is what it is. Where you live, you don't need one. Under, no. under normal circumstances. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm walking distance from everything I need when they're in stock. Mm -hmm. uh, the wine store has been in stock, and that's what matters. And the grocery store still had, you know, my Cheetos and stuff. You have uh, more than once expressed an affinity for flaming Hot Cheetos. I do love flaming Hot Cheetos. Are you stocked up? No, I need to go get more tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> um, I've, I've gone through my, I've gone through them. I eat them like so much to the point where my stomach hurts but I don't even care because they're so good. That, that's okay. That heat will, will build up a tolerance in you. It, it builds up a when, tolerance in my gut. When Hot Ones the Game Show resumes production. I'll be ready. We can be contestants on it. I'm so excited. That's a goal of mine. I, uh, am, I want to help you with that goal. I want to do it. The first time, I, I loved the interview show, and then when I found out it was a game show, I'm like, I need to be on it. Yeah. And then when I saw it took pairs of contestants, like none of my friends share my mental illness to be on this with me but then a few offered and i'm like yeah but i think chelsea might be able to do it so yeah we'll, we'll i love food that makes me cry you just need to train me yeah i feel like i haven't you know you all often have like hot sauce with a lot of the stuff that you cook but i think the reason i've never really dove into it is because i don't have like a meat substitute to use it with mm -hmm. but what i need to start doing is bringing my meat substitutes you can you can dip a tortilla in the so I always make sure that there's a, a, a clean uh, vegan option of the hot sauce with no butter mm -hmm. in it for the consistency. You can dip a chip in there, but it'll hurt you. It'll but hurt. also speaking of goals, uh, your your mom pointed out to me because uh, I hadn't noticed because time has lost meaning. Uh, at the time we're recording this, we've been doing this podcast for about a year now. I know. And I said, we're going to have to wait to do the phenomenal thing. <laughs> yes. yeah, Mama Bennington said, you have to do something phenomenal. And I thought, how the fuck are we going to do anything phenomenal? We're on lockdown. Cake. She, we should each order cake and eat it. I ain't got much of a sweet tooth. I got a meat tooth. So how about uh, I get a rack of ribs from a local barbecue place and put a candle on it? That's perfect. And I'll, I'll get the cake. You for got myself, it. Because I but, do but then she and I started talking about Burt Reynolds movies and um, 
uh, and I'm like, maybe we'll get her on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we're doing it remotely. We can just get her uh, on her laptop or whatever it is she's got and, and, and talk to her. And uh, you'll probably be embarrassed and hate every minute of it, but it'll be great. Uh, I think I'll hate and love. <laughs> she's very fun because um i want to vet her first <laughs> by all means well you're handling the technological aspect of this so you have absolute power i could also just mute her when she's starting to anchor me you're like oh you're off the call <laughs> i i watched a, a movie on showtime a really fun quirky comedy called sort of trust which stars mark Marin as a pawn shop owner. And it's exactly yes. what you'd imagine he'd be as a pawn shop owner. But then when they revealed it's set in Alabama and some of the uh, parts, some aspects of the story that are very, I guess, Alabama-esque, I sent it to your mom. And like, do you have Showtime? It's like, no, no, sweetie. I'm like, well, here's my login, get at it. No, sweetie, God. And, <laughs> and she liked it and she said, uh, uh, that she uh, likes seeing sp places in Birmingham that she was familiar with. Yeah, that's where she grew up. Right, and then she suggested some Southern movies to me, including uh, Smokey and the Bandit, um, which I had also recently seen uh, through some different things. I'm like, I, I never really explored the works of Burt Reynolds too much. And his last movie, the last movie star, just fucking ripped me to pieces. It's so beautiful. Um, so I've noticed some streaming, so I hit her up. I'm like, okay, what would you choose between uh, Cannonball Run, Sharky Mach Sharky's Machine, and White Lightning? And her response is, was immediately um, that she had a Trans Am like the one in Cannonball Run, and that it's her She's favorite. She's talked about that Trans Am quite often. She is <laughs> proud of that Trans Am. Uh, clearly. And she should be, but... Now, I want to picture her driving around Alabama in that Trans Am with a big black mustache. That would be really cute because she, <laughs> oh my God, around the time that she probably had that Trans Am, she had like this really long, wavy, um, almost like Farrah hair and put like a black mustache on it. It'd be That'd great because she could be um, Burt Reynolds and whoever the blonde lady is in that movie which exactly. I haven't watched yet, but I will. She like, from behind, you're like, oh my God, what a beautiful woman. And then she turns around and you're like, oh, Boom. who is she? Mustache. <laughs> Boom, mustache. Handlebar mustache. But yeah, big Burt Reynolds fan. I am not, I don't know if I have seen a lot of Burt Reynolds films. I will have to go back and look at his filmography. I probably have because of growing up with her. I'm sure there were a lot of Burt Reynolds films that were played in the house. Because for a period of time in the 70s, I mean, I was, you know, probably an uninteresting blob in a blanket as it took place. But as VHS... Are you expecting that to change anytime soon? <laughs> yeah, maybe by Tuesday, maybe. if that's still a thing. If Tuesday's still around. <laughs> but but as, as VHS came out, you know, uh, and my parents would watch talk shows, there was a time when Burt Reynolds was the sexiest motherfucker walking around or driving in the case of many movies. Yeah, so I mean, he was sexiest man alive a few times, wasn't he? Yeah, so you know, now I've got the time, so I'm watching shit that, you know, I've never watched before, shit I haven't watched in years, because, huh? Why not? Exactly. Yeah. But if we bring this in for a landing, 
can't plug any upcoming shows. <laughs> They'll happen when they happen. Who are you doing improv is, is still a thing on Facebook, but it's mostly just podcast stuff. And uh, when shows are about to happen, you can find out about there. But Chelsea, if you want the people to find you, where can they do that? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Just type in Chelsea Bennington. You will see a gorgeous, gorgeous. Vivacious. That one's not me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so just, you can follow me on there. I'm mostly active on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Cool. And you can find Spooky Doings on Instagram with all the information about this podcast. And that's all we got. But, you know, stay safe, stay spooky. We love you. Uh, if this experiment works, we're going to go to a weekly schedule while we're in lockdown. Uh, and hopefully our voices will, will put a smile on your face and we'll have a chuckle. Uh, but I hope we don't talk about Brett Michaels anymore because I don't want to hear about him. Bringing it up in every episode. No, I'm kidding. I don't want to <laughs> talk about Brett Michaels anymore either. <laughs> it's 2020. Um, I mean, I'd prefer somebody cough on Bon Jovi first, but that's a different story. But you're, but you're saying they can cough on Brett Michaels and you wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't stop anybody from coughing yeah. on Brett Michaels. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop anybody. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. goodbye, everyone. All right. Stay spooky. Love y'all. Love you, Chelsea. Love you, too.